You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Brit is the creator behind the humorous Instagram page, Bostafi, a place where laughter meets motherhood with a dash of sarcasm. And Ryan, the Insta husband with a passion for business, who specializes in balancing entrepreneurship with family life. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Because you were like, I'll sink you, I'll sink you. And I was like, in sync. In sync. How's it going? It's going swell. I'm so tired. Well, today is a long day. Today was a long day. Actually, this weekend oh, was a long weekend. Oh my God. I feel like the next two weeks are just like I was telling you this. I am so, my, my brain feels like I have all these tabs open because I have so much happening in the next two weeks, but I haven't really like laid out my schedule. Like it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of in my brain, but I need to put it out front, but I'm like yeah. stressed here's out right now. Here's the problem with that, Britt. This is nothing to do with the podcast, but here's oh. the problem with that. Mm-hmm. If you don't lay it out, it's it seems more daunting than it actually is. I totally agree. But I do this thing where like, if I have all of this work, it's like a weird, completely failing defense mechanism that I feel like my brain does. It's like, oh, you're overwhelmed. Let's just shut down. Hopefully something will will happen and it'll fix itself until I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I have to fix it. <laughs> but you work, I see, it's funny because I work really well on the 11th I, hour. I do not. You do not. No. And I find that my way of being is to sabotage myself mm, in a way like a in a way that allows things to be the eleventh hour. Yeah, it doesn't that doesn't work when you have like other people in the like within the things happening. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like if, I if this was like it's a, a shitty way of living too. <laughs> but I find that I shut down yeah, when I'm not do. busy. When I'm busy, uh, I'm like thriving. It's almost like you're like until the like the very last. I think second I have ADHD. And, yeah, maybe I might. Maybe or maybe ADD. Maybe because I don't think it's hyper. It's not. You just you. You're right. It is like a self sabotage when you don't have enough work. You're and then it's almost like you you have this problem with time too. Like you think that you have so much time when you want to plan all the activities. 
<laughs> and then you don't. I know Jake's going to listen to this podcast and he knows what you're talking about. Yeah. I disagree with you. I don't. You're the worst for timing. I disagree with you. I find okay. that it always works out. Because somebody else comes in and is like, actually, this isn't going to work and we should probably adjust this. And here's are the you thing. Saying, are you referring to the fact that you're the actually? Yeah. You're the person that comes <laughs> in am. and actually, I know. Says, actually this like, is how listen, we're going to do things? This is, this is my like I don't think you give me nearly enough credit. Okay, hold on. I always say you are the person that says yes first to everything and then you work out how to do it, right? And me, I am not necessarily no first, but like, I'm not like a straight yes. I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't know. I have to make sure A, B, and C align before I say yes. But I'm definitely more on like, I'm going to like veer on the side of caution until I'm like for sure. And you have so much compassion. I'm, I'm worried. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's just sometimes you're like, let's do all of these things. Even when we're like, honestly, when we're ready to go somewhere, we have two hours in the morning and you will start getting ready like 20 minutes before we leave. And that has nothing to do with like, like you watching the kids while I'm getting, like, you just think you have more time than you do. Like it always happens. And I think, again, it comes back to your like self-sabotage when you have so much time, you're like, Oh, you know, like I'll have another coffee or I'll, I'll scroll on my phone. I'll sit down and relax. Turn I'll my brain swallow up. my phone. Does that scroll mean? Scroll on my phone. Oh, I will swallow my <laughs> yeah, phone. Like I'll take <laughs> the information, <laughs> but you do like, that is something that you do. I've noticed that a lot when we're like going anywhere, you, you think that we have more time than we actually do. And I'm running around getting everything together. And you're like, <laughs> I like, I'm just speaking facts. Okay. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> speaking of, I love you and you're annoying. I am my, I love you and you're annoying this week is brought to you by hair. Mm. And we talked about this. We've oh already God, gotten through this. Is, for fuck's We've sakes. already gotten through this. We've already dealt with this. We haven't though. But I'm no, we haven't because it's still lingering. I can see it on your face. Well, the fact that this is your "I love you" and you're annoying, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be not me. great for me. That's gonna be my. Okay, so one of the things that you said to me is the like the most annoying thing I do in our household. You said this: the most annoying thing I ever do is when I shave. Now, men, this is a little tip. When I shave, I actually shave in the toilet. So he squats to masturbate and he also squats to shave his face. If you haven't listened to the last episode, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Anyways, I squat down and I, well, because I use an electric razor. I don't shave my face to the. That's important. Yes. I trim my beard with an electric. Right. And I do it so that the, the chin hair falls into the toilet, but sometimes it falls on the side of the toilet and on the floor. Right. So all and the time. your biggest pet peeve, not all of it, clearly. I said all the time. All the time. Yes. Your biggest pet peeve, you said of mine. What is? No, you said the biggest. Okay. Is that you, that I leave my hair on the floor. Now that I understand. I can completely get on par or get on board with the fact that that would annoy you because it's hair, right? It's gross. You don't like it. However, that's not why, but okay. However, for some godforsaken reason, you don't think it's a problem to take the hair that has fallen out of your hair or your head <laughs> in the shower and put it on the wall of the shower mm-hmm. and leave it there right, for a day, two days, a week, a month. However long it stays there. Okay, calm down a month. However long it sits there, you when your hair comes out and everyone's hair falls out. Mm-hmm. Women's women's hair typically is longer than men's, so when it when it falls out, it, it comes out in long patches. 
you'll pick it up and you'll put it on our wall. That's not a problem to you. And your rebuttal is, yeah, but I clean the shower. Yeah, it, it's an absolute makes sense. Like you're, you have no ground to stand on. No, rebuttal. it does. No, it, it doesn't. Does. Here's what, here's what Finish it is. It's, so the, that I can it's, start. The hypoc- it's the hypocrisy of it all. It's not actually. It is. It's not. Your defense is, well, does that bother you? My answer is no, it doesn't bother it's me. It's not my defense. Here's what bothers me. It bothers me that I get in trouble for doing something <laughs> very similar that you don't get a, that you think is whatever you think is disgusting. And yet when you do it, it's neither disgusting nor an issue. That's annoying. Okay. You cannot hold me to a standard uh-huh. and then not hold yourself to that same standard. That is annoying. And I receive that. And I also reject that. <laughs> it's not annoying to me that your hair is on the ground. I actually don't think it's like disgusting. Like if I'm obviously, if it's all over the place on the toilet seat and I'm sitting on the toilet seat and your pube, your hair, not, not pubes, your pubes, not your, pubes. your hair beard is like in my thighs, then yes. What is frustrating for me is that I am the only one who cleans the bathroom floors and the showers. You will occasionally clean the toilets. You have never since the five years, happy anniversary that we've been here for five years, have cleaned the bathroom other than the toilets in this house, any of the bathrooms, have you? Lies. No, it's not. You've never cleaned the floor. You've never cleaned the shower. You've never cleaned the surface of the sink with like actual, like fantastic paper towels, scrub everything. I have never done a deep clean. You're referring to a deep clean. I have certainly never tidied up. I'm not talking about tidying up. I'm talking about actually okay, cleaning. Okay, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So I'm sorry. So for some, for the main person who does the deep cleans in the house, it's beyond frustrating that I'm cleaning up your beard hair. I'm the one that cleans this shit. So when I'm in the shower and I have my hair that has come out after I am like showering and shampooing my hair, I put it on the side of the shower wall. The next time I'm in the shower or like a three day, a week later, when me, when I am the one cleaning the shower, because I am the only one that does that, mm. I'm the one taking that hair mm. away. So I don't care. Okay, if it so let me ask you, you this question. This is a, this is great. We're we're making great progress Are we? here. Okay. So when the plumbing gets backed up in the sink because of your hair, what hair? And your what, hair. what what plumbing? Our sink. Yes. In our bathroom. I buy Drano. I have also had the snake. I have done all of that. You're looking at me like I've never done that. I have one hundred percent done I that. When I pull your hair out of our sink, yes. And I pull your hair out of the drain in the shower. Mm-hmm. How many times have you done that, you think? Maybe how many times a year? I do that at least three times a year. Okay, so three times in 365 days. How many? Yeah. How, how often do you think I deep clean the showers? Once a month. Are you fucked? Yeah. Once a month. 12 I, honestly, times out of we are going to spend days. the rest of this podcast arguing. 12 times, 365 days, three times. You are delusional if you think I do that once a month. I clean those bathrooms like bi-weekly, yeah. minimum. No, you don't. Are you You insane? deep clean bi-weekly? I have to. Our kids are disgusting. I'm not even just ours. Our, okay, I can't. Honestly, I'm going to get so mad right now. Let's move on. We will finish this argument. Finish the lyrics. Later off of the podcast. Okay. People are going to be like, why the fuck am I listening to them? They're just arguing about their stupid shit. Stupid pube hairs that aren't pube hairs. <laughs> okay. What are we going to start with today? What's your I love you? We gotta, I, I don't even need to say it because right, that good. was really annoying. Okay. Good. That whole conversation. <laughs> well... 
here in Canada, which is where we live, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. Now, it's rare for us to actually do a podcast in real time. Correct. Generally speaking, we record our podcast weeks ahead. Yeah. Well, we've been a little busy. And today... We are recording this podcast and launching it Thanksgiving. tomorrow. Yeah, Thanksgiving Monday. So we're, when you're hearing this, know that last night we recorded this. And we're tired. Very man. rare. And clearly but, a little grumpy. But in Canada, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. Now to our American friends, which shockingly is the majority of our yeah. listeners are American. You guys have some time to think about this. So we learned some things about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We had some um, Jack Handy deep thoughts what? Jack Handy, Saturday Night Live, Deep Thoughts. Oh, okay. You don't know what I'm talking about, you? I thought you said Jack Candy. Jack like Candy? Like some candy. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Jack some candy? Yeah, I don't know. No. Can, anyways. Anyways, Deep Thoughts on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving, and or I would say any sort of um, holiday where the whole family comes together, mm-hmm. it is not like super easy. It's very stressful, especially for the host. Well, for particularly for the host, but in general, it's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. 
Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. I remember my my kid, like growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. I never experienced any of this stress. No, and that's what we were talking about. Like, we had all the, the cousins and the kids, like, running around batshit crazy all weekend. And they were, like, living their best life. Like, literally running, screaming. There's toys everywhere. Everyone is, like, I mean, there's tears because there's it's there's multiple personalities to manage. But for the most part, so much fun for them. And they have zero idea that the adults are like stressed out. Like when I was a kid, I didn't know that at all. Like, I think there were like a little bit where I'd be like, Oh, like my dad's fighting with his aunt or like my aunt, like small things here and there as I got older. But like these times are seriously, when you look back, so nostalgic, like so nostalgic for a kid. Is it nostalgia? Or can I say nostalgic? Nostalgic would be the word. Well, that's what I said. And tense. honestly, somebody was like, no, it's nostalgia. I'm like, I know, but I'm using it in like, wow, that's really nostalgic to think about. They're like, that's not a word. And I was I like, think oh it my is. God. I was like, I've said this word so many times. How is nostalgic not a word? That's what I thought. They made me feel so stupid, but I couldn't take out my phone and Google it because they were looking at me. Well, when you speak into your phone and say nostalgic, does it automatically populate? I don't know. We should ask. Anyways. Hey what, Siri, while how do you spell nostalgic? I found this on the web. It is. It is. It's, it's a word. 100% Thank it's God. a word. 100% it's a word. What a loser. <laughs> Anyways. So nostalgic is what you've experienced in the past. Yeah. So I'm, I know for a fact now that I'm an adult and I've talked to my parents and, you know, talked to my cousins, I now know that there was always to a certain degree, a level of, um, well, I don't even know drama. Yeah. Maybe like tension, tension, drama. You're managing. Someone said this to someone said that and in, in the household, but then you also have the stress of like everyone getting together, getting the people into the cars and all of that yeah. fun stuff. Travel. Travel, food, this and that. It, you know, there's just a lot that goes it into is. the holidays. But what we've come to realize or take a step back is that when you were a kid, it didn't exist. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Well, I don't. I mean, let's not blanket that for everybody. But for the most part, as a child, you don't see those things. Like your family does a pretty good job of like removing like my parents and your parents did obviously a great job of removing that aspect from the children. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I'm sure there's definitely households yeah. where that didn't exist, where everyone knew the drama and, mm-hmm. and it was an issue. But all I'm saying is I look at the kids and they come up and they're laughing and they're sweating and they're playing. And yeah, there's a little bit of tears and crying and all that fun stuff. We'll get into that yeah. too, because I think most That's of the tears, 
And the crying <laughs> had something to do with Cooper hurting yeah. somebody, then getting hurt. Yeah, that's a whole we'll different. We'll talk about that. That's that's another thing. But I think for my for our American friends and for the Canadian friends who just experienced this, and you're stressed, you're still stressed out yeah, about this, like coming down from it. Yeah, if you're still coming down from it, you're still stressed out a little bit. Just realize that your kids probably thought that this weekend was the so greatest. Fun. Yeah, even if like I also find that like when we got home, our I mean our kids did pretty well. Riley was a little bit of a mess, but like. When you when they have all of this excitement, it's almost like a week of school or even a day at school. They're on their best behavior. They're having all this fun. Then they come home and that bedtime and they're a mess. Like Riley was getting a little emotional, and like that's normal. Like they're coming down from like a crazy weekend. So if your kids were a little batshit at bedtime, it's probably because they had so much fun. So just like maybe just take a beat, and not be so stressed out. Because you- uh, sorry, I just feel like. this year I'm trying to go into these family gatherings and stuff, not with lower expectations, but just like knowing expectations. (laughs) That's also Saturday night. Yes, it is. Um, but just knowing that like things are not going to be like what you see portrayed in those like Hallmark movies, like it's chaos and sometimes it's beautiful, but at the end of the day, like you're lucky for your family. So just give yourself a break. What I was getting at though, is I think the, the inherent problem with these Thanksgivings, Easter's, Christmases, the family gatherings is you tend Mm -hmm. to think that they should look the way they looked when you were a kid. Right. But you're experiencing them on the other side as the adult. So you're kind of like, where is all of this happening? Yeah, why does it suck so but much? But like, let's be and clear. It, it didn't our suck. Thanksgiving was incredible. The food was amazing. My in-laws, my, my um, sister-in-laws, everybody was lovely. It was just like, there's obviously underlying it's things that not, happen. It's just yeah. not like it was when you were a kid. Yes, correct. It just isn't. And I'm saying like this one, we had a fantastic really did have a fantastic Thanksgiving this year. Mm -hmm. But coming into the Thanksgiving, you don't know what you you don't know if someone's going to say something or do something or if someone's late, all of these things, you just don't know what you're expecting. And so I think as an adult, you tend to walk into these scenarios with lowered expectations. And I encourage you guys or invite you guys to look at it from the perspective of the kids and let go of everything and just be in the space it it. is what it is because you're right Brittany. you are lucky and you are fortunate to be in a room with people who you are related to and sharing the moment especially over this past two years when you haven't you didn't get together without a doubt now here's the here's the here's the kicker so you know a lot of families have that one kid or two kids that tends to either cry a lot or hit a lot just be a shit just a little shit And it's really easy to talk about that kid when they're not around and Mm -hmm. when their parents aren't around, whether it be your sister's or your brother's kids. It doesn't even have to be family. It's like friends that you know, too. Yeah, but what happens when when that kid's yours? When your kid is the shitty kid. And I'm not suggesting for a second that I would never use the word shitty kid. No, I know. Because Cooper certainly isn't. But I would say that when all the kids are together, Mm. I have noticed that they all genuinely play really well together. Except Cooper. Except for Cooper. Okay. And you're right. And I feel like. And this is where like my mama bear instinct comes in and, and you can attest to this. I'm the first person to be like, to discipline him. Like we are on the very much on the same aspect. I'm not like going to let him get away with hitting somebody or whatever. We are on the same team. I think we're trying to look at like the deeper, like why? Cause Cooper right now is, is hitting 
right? He's, he's hitting with the intent of to get a reaction really. And it's very, it comes back to basic, like for attention. And here's the thing, right? If you really think about it, uh, the oldest cousin, Ben, he just turned 11 and then there's Riley. They're the closest in age, eight and 11. So they're older. They like, they have their shit together. And then the second oldest are twins. So they have each other. They have been, they're really, really close boy, girl twins. And they're then womb mates. Yes. They're roommates and they're lovely children. And then there are the other set of twins who are again, boy, girl, best friends. They are roommates. And then we have Cooper. He doesn't have that person because Riley is busy occupying the other two girls. She loves them. They adore Riley, the older girl. She is very motherly. And then like Cooper, I feel like he kind of is like left on the outside. Like really when it comes down to it and everyone's kind of playing, they have their person and he's like, where do I fit in? And it honestly, it makes me sad thinking about it this way because he doesn't start out upset. Like he doesn't start out angry and hitting. He no, does. He's he very really excited when everyone he's gets there. He's so excited and he doesn't know what to do with his emotions. And it's almost like he has all this excitement, but then people are kind of like going into their like comfortable bubbles and he's kind of left like, who's with me? Yeah. It makes me sad. Yeah, it is a little sad, but like, I think, I think sometimes when you look at it, he does make poor mistakes of course in this situation. Four. No, but like, I think when, when you're sad or you're lonely or you're going through that, there's like, there's a couple of options that you have and being friendly is one of them that tends to like make people want to hang out with you. Hitting someone with a hockey net is not going to make you happy. I think, though, we have to maybe look in the mirror here and we need to probably just teach him better coping mechanisms for his emotions. Like, and we say it all the time, like verbally, but it's obviously not landing. We got to try something else because you're right. Like he does have a choice and he's making the choice to physically get the attention in the wrong way, but he's getting the attention because when he comes out and he's like kind and stuff, it, it doesn't really last. Yeah. And so he's like, at least this way, people are paying attention to me. I will say this. I am proud of us because I find that in most families, it's not your kid that you have to deal with. It's someone else's. Yeah. And I would say the thing that's the most frustrating about the scenario is typically the parents of the kid that hits. Do nothing. They do nothing or they coddle and they do whatever. Yeah. I was very proud of you. And I'm very proud of myself, <laughs> but I was very proud of you when Cooper hit Ben Yeah, and then Ben hit Cooper back, not to the same degree yeah, and certainly not to hurt him. No. Cooper got hurt. Yeah. And Cooper got hurt and ran up and was crying and screaming and everyone was like concerned what happened to Cooper mm -hmm. and Cooper was, Cooper said, Ben hit me. Mm -hmm. Now, in most scenarios, the parents of Ben, my sister and, and my brother-in-law would go to them and we'd probably get Ben in trouble because he's older and what have you. We didn't get Ben in trouble mm -mm. at all because it didn't make sense. Why would Ben, sweet, innocent, nice Ben, hit Cooper yeah. with a hockey net? Yeah, definitely not his So style. instead of instead of immediately asking Ben what happened, what happened, right. what happened, where he's on the defense, we said, Cooper, why did Ben hit you? What did you do to Ben? No, hold on. We did not. I'm very specific. We did not say, what did you do? We said, 
okay, did something happen before? Like, cause you gotta be super careful. Right. Like, what did you do? You're immediately assuming like you were wrong. What did you do? You were bad. Like, oh, we gotta be super what I'm careful. Getting, what I'm getting at is we got to the story of mm-hmm. what actually occurred well before Ben was brought into the scenario. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I felt bad for Ben because he is 11. He's gonna, if he does push back, he's going to hurt him. Yeah. And in most scenarios, he would get in trouble. Yeah. Cause he's bigger, he's stronger, and he shouldn't have done those. I was proud of us mm-hmm. that we got to the actual situation well before it ever mm-hmm. came in. And when Laura talked to Ben yeah. and then came up to talk to Coop, we had already, we'd already figured it out. Yeah. And we just, we let her talk to her. Like yeah. we were like, yep, like your son, Laura's son is Ben, the older one. She came up and talked to Cooper and was like, you know, like Ben didn't mean to do that. And like Ben's hurt too. Like when Cooper does this thing and he's all upset, he's also like, putting a lot of blame on the older kid and Ben's Obviously. a sensitive kid. Right. So she, we were like, absolutely. Like I really appreciate when somebody else can come in and like, I, I'm fine with you Laura parenting. Great my, job. Yeah, like I am fine with you parenting my child when he is in the wrong and she, and Laura's great. Like she's so calm. She's not making Cooper like you're a bad kid. It definitely would have been different if she, if she came up and was like raging at him, but no, like your sisters are wonderful with how they speak to our kids. And you're right. Not every parent like would be so quick to be like, yeah, like our kid was, our kid was being a dick. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's it an happens because like it's hard to see your kid that way, but that's not always the case. Like I could name on on this one hand five of five people I know that would literally be like, "Well, your kid started it," or like whatever, because they don't see their kid as somebody who could make a poor decision. Like it's not, it doesn't do them a, a kids service. make bad decisions. Yes, we all have been there. Kids make bad decisions. Sometimes it's your kid. Yeah, you gotta just like let it go. Let it go. No, don't, I mean no. deal with it. Don't let it go. Yeah, don't let it go. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, speaking of which, I heard a conspiracy theory the other day. Of what? That the the movie Frozen yeah. with Elsa Thank is you. a cover-up. For what? Well. Oh, God. It's not a cover-up. But the, the name, the title Frozen yeah. is a cover-up. It makes sense because it's in the winter and Elsa has magic fingers and all that fun stuff. No, no, that doesn't sound weird. She makes magic out of her fingers. <laughs> oh, this is getting Anyways, so weird. No, no. So, so everybody knows, if they know this, that Walt Disney, before he died, there's a rumor that he had his body frozen. Okay. Right? What's that? What's that? Oh, uh, yeah. I forget. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I will figure it out. Anyways, there's there's a theory that Walt Disney had his body frozen, never actually died, had his body frozen like Austin Powers, so that when technology uh, gets to a point where it could save him, he could come into the future and see what the future looked like and have a cure for whatever it is he died. I don't even know what Walt died from. Yeah. Apparently he didn't. Anyways, (laughs) if you Google search, the biggest Google search was Disney Frozen. Okay. Everyone wanted to know if Walt Disney froze himself, right? So to change the algorithm, they named Disney's movie Frozen so that when you type so in would Disney Frozen, up. they stop looking it up. So he could just live in his frozen So he could just tomb? be frozen forever and not have to deal with the people trying to find out. Yeah. That is cool. So when you type in Disney Frozen, you don't, you no longer get yeah. pages upon pages upon pages of Walt Disney being yeah, frozen. Yeah, yeah. You would have to just be like, is Walt Disney's body frozen? You would have to literally write right. and know what that word is. 
Mm-hmm. What is that word? I don't know. I think it starts with a K, like chrono. Yeah, yeah, chronological. That's what I was thinking too. It's not but though. It, no, that means order. It kept coming out of my mouth, and I thought this no, is not no, it. No, no, no. Chronogenics. 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 I don't know. Anyways, nostalgic. Anyways, if you try to type it in, you better know what the word is. Otherwise, you'll get Elsa and her and her fabulous <laughs> magic fingers. Okay, so we have a couple of things that we could go through. We only have like ten minutes left, and I don't know if we're gonna get through your little debate that you want to talk about because I. We'll get, me, we'll get through it on another one. That gets me a little Fired heated. Up. Fired up. I understand. You're a yeah. woman. Yeah. Well, I'm, I I can promise you that I will have a lot of DMs you have being PMS. like. That Not right now. No. Not that right people now. People will literally rip inside you if you continue to I talk would love about for someone to rip inside <laughs> me. Elsa's fingers. Yeah. This is weird. Okay. Well, how do you want it? Like, what else do you no, want to go ta- through? Let's talk about the neighbor situation. Oh, Not our neighborhood situation. Right. We were on a Reddit today. Right. Okay. And so just Cole's note that one because that's super long. Yes, I will close notes. Yeah. I will close notes. I will close notes. So here's the Reddit situation in a nutshell. A gentleman, there's a house that's on the market for a couple of months. Yes. A gentleman buys that house. And before he moves into the house, he wants it fully renovated. Yeah. So there's a couple of months where there is subcontractors in the house fixing and renovating the house. One day, the subcontractor calls this individual and says, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you move the cars in your driveway? We're all here. He says, I haven't moved into the house. I don't have cars in the driveway. So he leaves his office, goes to his house, and finds out that there are four cars in his driveway. And his na- he sees his neighbors walking towards those cars. And he says, hey, are these your cars? Yeah. They said, yeah, these are our cars. He said, well, you can't park here. He said, no, we have an agreement with the owner of this house. We've been parking here for months. Yeah. He said, well, heads up. I'm, I'm the owner of this house and you can't park here anymore. They said, oh, okay, well, really sorry. And they said, well, you know what? Listen, I, w- I want to be a good neighbor here. I don't move into this house for another two months. Yeah. You can continue to park here, but you have to have your cars out of the driveway by 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. because that's when all of the, the right. guys are coming the in. Contractors. To fix the contractors coming in. So they agreed to do this, whatever, no problem. One Saturday, the contractor says, hey, listen, I want to do a walkthrough with you. Can you come into the house? So the guy says, yeah, no problem, meets him there. And again, the cars are in the driveway. So he knocks on the neighbor's door and says, hey, listen, can you move these cars? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Misunderstanding, we thought that it was only on the weekdays that you wanted this, not on the weekdays. No problem whatsoever. A week goes by, sure enough, same situation. He calls them, calls them, calls them, calls them. They're not answering their phone. They're not answering the door. He calls a tow truck. Mm-hmm. He calls them and says, hey, listen, the tow truck's going to be here. If you don't get your cars out of here, the tow truck's going to gonna mm-hmm. take your cars. Giving them every opportunity. Right. Two tow trucks show up, hook the cars up. Magically, they come out of their house, stop them from getting it, and end up paying $300 to get their cars unhooked. Wow. Right? This happens again. again. So he says to the contractor, hey, listen, man, can you just put a fence up, like a construction fence yeah. up so that nobody can park in the driveway? He says to the neighbors, I'm putting a fence up. You can't you can't park here. It's over. Yeah. Fence guy shows up, calls him and says, hey, listen, there's four cars in the driveway. Oh Long story short, again, tow trucks Toes, come up. Right. The guy comes out and he's all pissed off at the neighbor now. So the guy's like, listen, man, I told you you can't park here. We're putting up this fence. Calls the police. The audacity, too, for the neighbor to come out and be fucking mad. So the police show up, file a report, whatever. Boils me. So a couple weeks go by. He's now sitting. He goes to this house with his daughter. He goes to the backyard. They've got this pool back there. And he notices that there's a wet towel and a little swimmer. 
outfit, like a kid swimmer yeah. thing. And he said to himself, he said, oh, I've never noticed that before. Didn't think anything of it. Picks it up, throws it in the garbage. Him and his daughter go out for dinner. They come back. They come back to their neighbors swimming in the pool. Like what? the hell so he's he starts yelling at these neighbors the neighbors tell their kids hey get out of the pool go home the kids get up this is where it gets really cool yeah. the kids get up they get out of the pool and they walk through the fence yeah they had cut a hole in the privacy fence Jesus. for easy access in and out of the pool for however many months that this pool has been sitting there right. these neighbors have been potentially swimming in these pools again whatever the police are called so this story goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. The long story short of it is, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> is what the fuck? When you have a shitty neighbor. Yeah. I mean, like, I think we've talked about this in the past podcast because we've been in a previous neighborhood and we didn't have wonderful neighbors. Um, and not to, like, make it super personal because we live here and we're not going to, like, rat out our neighbors. But there are people in this neighborhood that we don't necessarily align with. Not only that, but there's stories of people in this neighborhood who do not align oh, yeah, with their yeah, neighbors. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. We've got a story right up the street where they built a fence on a fence on a fence. Yes. Because they think that the people across the street from them are looking into their backyard. Correct. Or, like, think about the privacy fence on top of a privacy fence. They're like, you're looking in our backyard. And like people who make a stink, who was I just talking to? Like, um, they put up. I forget who it was, but they were like, we asked our neighbors if they wanted to build a fence. They said, um, no, like we can't. And we were like, oh, well, we're going to because we we want the fence. So they took the brunt of the cost. They were like, fuck it. We'll that pay for Nick. it. No, it wasn't. It was somebody else because then like it was a woman telling, I forget who told me this. Anyway, so they, they build the fence and the fence is built. Their neighbors like watch it happen. And honestly, the couple, it's going to drive me nuts, was like, it doesn't matter. We want the fence. We want to be good neighbors. And everybody knows that saying like a fence makes good neighbors, right? The fence is built and the neighbors who didn't build the fence are like witnessed the whole thing happen. They were there. After the fence is done, the neighbor comes out and says, mm, you need to take this fence up. It's six inches, not even three inches on our property line. Like we just looked at the property line and they made them fucking dig up the fence. Oh, I don't know this it. story. Yeah. And move the fucking fence. Wow. Like, are you serious? So they share a fence. Yes, they share a fence. But because the neighbor didn't want the fence, therefore they couldn't put it on the property line. No, so it's like, not you that get they like didn't a, want the fence. It's that they didn't want to pay for the fence. Yeah, yeah. Fine. No, no, I understand that. Yeah. So, But they didn't agree to the fence. Yeah. So you put like a six inch post. What's that? Yeah. Column post for the for the fence. So essentially what they did is they did like a call it a chalk line down the property line. They put three inches on their side and three inches on the other side. And because the neighbor didn't agree to the fence, he essentially is yeah. saying he doesn't agree to the three inches and Correct. made him take it down. Yeah. Oh, I never heard that story. Yeah, I forget who it was, but like we've had But you remember oh, the you remember God. this is actually a funny story. So we have friends Adam and Heather. Yes. They had a next door neighbor. Now this right. is actually ironic. It is this ironic. This is this is ironic. But they had this neighbor and this neighbor would not cut their grass. And the weeds kept growing and growing and growing. And they knocked on the door and said, Hey, listen, it's a bit of an eyesore. Can you please cut your grass? And they didn't, and they didn't, and they didn't. And then finally they called the city on them, which yeah. I didn't know you could do. Yeah, I didn't know that They either. called the city on them. The city shows up, puts a notice on their door saying, if you do not cut your grass in a week, we will cut you. And we, we will, will cut your you. grass and we will send you the bill right. to cut your grass and fine you. 
This woman comes out the next day and Adam sees this woman cutting the grass with scissors. Because she didn't have a lawnmower. She didn't have a lawnmower. I know. And Adam felt so bad he cut the grass for her. I know. And that's the hard thing. Like, you got to be careful with your neighbors because you don't know anybody's financial situation, right? I think it's just frustrating when, like, our neighbors up the street have, uh, like, a beautiful home. Like, they're not our, they're not even our friends. Like, friends of friends. Beautiful home. Backyard. Absolutely stunning. But their front of like their front yard is a fucking trash bag. Like it is so bad. It makes no sense. It makes no sense because you put all of this care and it's like it's maintenance too. All of this care in the back and your interior home and and the front is like gross. And yeah. it's hard. It's so hard because you you don't want to come at someone and be like again like why don't you cut your lawn because you don't know what their fan you don't know what you don't know what their financial situation looks like or what's happening in their house. But at the same time, like it's like an unspoken neighborhood like just maintain well most neighbors share their yard with their neighbor yeah that's how it works and like i remember i remember um it's it's here's always i always find it funny so when you cut your grass yeah right it let's say for instance you've got the lion's share of the yard on the one side and the neighbor's got a sliver on that side but then the neighbor has the lion's share and then a sliver when you cut your grass do you cut their sliver yeah. I've always said yes, because how your lawn looks is how their lawn right. looks. And if you cut down the middle, because when I go on a walk, so right when I go around, you know that beautiful house in the corner that yeah. I love? Yeah. They cut a straight line, a yeah. straight line down yeah. their property. So you know where their neighbors is, right. and you know where theirs is. I couldn't imagine doing that. When we shared that same driveway with our neighbor in Kitchener, when yeah. we lived there yeah. a long time ago, I would always do yeah. both driveways because right. I shared the driveway with them. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, this was actually funny, I couldn't imagine shoveling just my driveway when I'm already out there and it takes me like an extra four steps to get the rest of the driveway done. Yeah. And they had the audacity. Oh, after, you mean when you're like like a townhouse? When we lived in our townhouse, yes, that, that's the biggest difference. Yeah, when you're literally sharing, we the shared driveway. a driveway. Yeah, and I would I would shovel both driveways every yeah. single time. Yeah, for the entire winter. And the one time he we came, came home, we came home after a big snowfall. Yeah, and they just shoveled yeah. theirs. Fucking people, man! Like, I'm like, buddy, the audacity. And then here's, so here's the problem. When your neighbor has an issue with you, yeah. here's my problem. When my neighbor has an issue with me, yeah. all I want them to do, say something, say something to me. Cause you got to give the person a chance to be like, Oh my God. Like we've talked about this sometimes, like you, you, it goes back to high school. Somebody brings up a story to you from high school and it is like vivid in their mind you don't even remember it happened. So there might've been a situation or a conversation that was taken out of context with your neighbor, with a friend, whatever. And now they're holding on to this story that, which will snowball and create and compound in their own mind. They develop something and then you don't even have the chance to rebuttal or to even speak to them because they have already put you, they have a diminished listening of you because of this thing that you don't even know you said. So if this is happening, if you have somebody in your life that you don't know why is being a dick to you, we just suggest asking. Especially when they're your neighbors. What's and the, the worst thing they could say? The reason that it's your, the reason that you need to say something if it's like your you. neighbors is because the likelihood of them seeing you walk out the door, you seeing them mm-hmm. is high. Mm-hmm. The likelihood of your kids hanging out at the same school or whatever is high. 
it's not like you're having an issue with a friend that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Your neighbor, whether they're beside you, across from you, around the corner from you, if they're in your community, mm-hmm. you're going to run into them more often than not. And chances are your interpretation of what happened is not their interpretation of what happened. So at least give them the opportunity to either apologize or tell their side of the story. Right. Because to your point, they might not even know what happened. I also just want to be clear. There are also some people that you will never get along with. And that sucks. And you don't have to, like, I think we're also at a point in my life where, you know, if we've tried everything, if we have been nothing but kind and showed up with kindness and you still are being a tit, I'm done. Like I will give, 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 give until I'm done. And then I just don't speak. So I think that I just want to make sure that people don't think like we're saying, Hey, if you have a problem with somebody, just like, no, if you've tried, if you've done all, you don't need to do anymore. Like some people just cannot be reasoned with. Well, the thing is, is if you have a problem with someone and you tell them what that problem is and it doesn't go away, then you have a different problem with that person. Yeah. For sure. Now you actually have a problem with that person yeah. and it's okay for you to ignore them, not just talk to them or boundaries. whatever the case may be. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you have a problem with someone that's in your neighborhood or your neighbor has a problem with you, just get it out. Yeah. Have a conversation and then you can agree to not like each other after the fact, but at least you know why. Yes. I want to end this on a very strange fact that someone told me years ago. It was like a strange little conspiracy that we all are in some sort of game slash like Sims, like the Sims, because you never see your neighbor emptying their groceries. Bringing your groceries inside. When was the last time you saw neighbors bring their groceries in? Uh, I saw, I see Holly do it all the time. Mine is Holly. That's it. I've I, literally not so seen. So Holly and I, we, the three of us are not in Sims. Everyone else is a Sim. It's, I obviously know it's fake, but it is weird. It's trippy because I have never seen our other neighbors bring groceries in ever, ever. That's a really good point. It's weird, oh, right? Yeah. Like depending on like your time of day, your lifestyle, but we are in and out of the house at random times yeah. all the time. So it's not like we have like a strict schedule. So you would think that we would see. But I know them. that our neighbors have seen me because as I'm pulling them out, they'll say something to me. Yeah. Maybe we're in the Truman show. Maybe. Wow. All right. I'll end on this last conspiracy theory. Is Disney frozen? No. <laughs> The theory was, and I saw this on the old Instagram, that the Jetsons and the Flintstones occur at the same time. This is a cool one. This is a theory that something happened, whether it be a nuclear bomb explosion, think about like whatever, war happened, and the entire world was obliterated. And the wealthy people decided to move up to the sky where there wasn't this toxic mm-hmm. uh, hue or waste, what, and waste like, yeah, over like a, pollution. Yeah, pollution. And the Flintstones go back to essentially, you know, prehistoric, living prehistoric yeah, just, times. Yeah. They didn't have the technology. They didn't have anything along those lines, but they have the memory of those things. So they're building cars and they're building this and they're building that. The actual the actual time frame is the same. The wealthy people live in the sky and the people but who were not so well, to like wealthy lived down. Prove that because there was like some sort of like episode or something where like one of them referred to. I forget what it was. I don't know. Yeah, there I is. haven't gone down it too far. I'm still on to the me. Mandela effect pretty hard. But wild. anyways, think about that. 
The wealthy people live in the sky and the not so wealthy people live in the utopia. No, not no. utopia. No. Dystopia. You're dystopia? famished. Dystopian is, is not. What does cl- that mean? A dystopian world is kind of like it's it's current but it's like not the same so yeah, they're yeah I, I guess it could be the fence yeah. for sure they live in dystopia, dystopia. and the wealthy people <laughs> live in utopia and all that's right. all i got to say about that happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving canada Bye. peace out hey town everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist, but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 